listening to Podcast with Yoshi Obayashi. Okay, welcome to the new show, to Yoshiden. I'm Yoshi. I'm here with Andrew, and of course, the mother of dragon, Rosie Trans here. <laughs> Andrew and and uh, um, Rosie's been married. Well, how long have you guys been married now? Three, four and a half years. Four and a half. Congratulations, Andrew. Thanks for uh, taking care of my equipment. I don't know how to do any of this. We uh, have two yeah. Asians, and we don't know how to do it. So <laughs> yeah, bring in the token white guy and. I'll figure it out. So um, I uh, I like to thank Randy Puga because Randy is the one who bought this equipment for me, and this show is sponsored by Edwin San Juan, who does daily shows in uh, Planet Hollywood. So headliners at uh, Planet Hollywood doing stand-up comedy, and Freddie Correa. Um, I'm sorry, Freddie. Goddamn, what is his show? Thanks for the invite. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Yoshi, how many times have you been on this podcast? Once, <laughs> and of course, it's also sponsored by Rosie Trans Podcast, which is out of the box. Cool. So thanks, guys. Thanks for doing it. I hope we're here. If it, if the audio sounds weird, because this is the first time we're using this equipment, so yeah, it's uh, it's no fault of Andrew's fault. I don't know what I'm doing. Blue microphone Yeti. So we have it in in an Omni setting, going into a Zoom handy recorder for. H4N. So, first time trying this out. We'll see how it works. Can I just let the listeners know that there are spoiler alerts for Game of Thrones in this episode? Because we're going to be talking about Game of Thrones. Yeah, I mean, you know. <laughs> so, if you guys haven't watched all the episodes, don't all, listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> we're up to season five, episode four, something something harpy, and we're like literally half an hour before the episode fives tonight, but. We, we have to leave soon because um, Rosie and I, I don't know if you're coming, but we're going to go see uh, Trevor Noah down in uh, Irvine Improv. And um, I don't need to meet the guy. I, he sounds great. Yeah. The new host for Daily Show. I'm just curious seeing him live show. And uh, we want to record a little bit before we leave. And hopefully when we come back, we watch our of it and record the other halves. I think we're addicted. <laughs> It's all Yoshi's fault. <laughs> he was our supplier. He got us, uh, what, you bought us the for Christmas? Yeah, the DVD. Season 1 DVD of Game of Thrones. We said, no, we're not going to watch it. And we didn't watch it for, what, four we, months? We purposely <laughs> didn't watch it because I already knew I was going to be addicted because I already had three or four friends saying, oh, you have to watch Game of Thrones, you have to watch Game of Thrones. And that happened to Andrew and I when we were saw Breaking Bad. We had friends saying, oh, you have to watch Breaking Bad, you have to watch Breaking Bad. So we Is there a big difference for you when you watch this show versus Breaking Bad for you? This is more fantasy it, land, mm -hmm. I think, for me. Um, I've never been addicted to a show like Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not as addicted as my I'm more addicted. As Rosie. I'm more addicted than Andrew. Andrew's not so, as addicted. But I'm I still like, like the show. I like go online and look up YouTube videos and listen to like <laughs> I wasn't listening to any podcast you were telling me all listen to these podcasts. But I've been listening to YouTube explanation videos, and yeah. I get very, 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 very sucked in. I I, I I kind of figure you guys will like it, because I think I bought maybe eight of these DVD sets for Christmas. I, you know, I gave one for my brother and a couple other friends, mm -hmm. and um, hopefully 
you guys enjoyed it. It, it because you know we like show business stuff and for me I'm old enough to remember like when the Return of Jedi came out came out <laughs> and it was like a watershed moment like Monday you want to go see that weekend uh, because on Monday all the kids will talk about it yeah unfortunately we have so much entertainment there's very few things out there that you could really actually sit down and talk to people but like mm-hmm. share experience right like almost like a communal thing yeah and to me it's a cult we're in the Game of Thrones cult yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I quite said this is the greatest TV show ever because I'm still biased. I love The Wire. But it's definitely the show that I really, really enjoyed tremendously. Mm-hmm. And I, I love the show. And maybe, maybe, you're, maybe Andrew, you're, maybe you're not into it as much as um, Rosie because you look like a, someone who will be part of that world. You know, you're, 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 you're white. Yeah, this is my ancestry. Yeah. I just told him that today. I was like, hmm, could you be a curl? I was like, no, you're too highborn looking. You're too clean and white. Maybe you could be a, you know, a high. You, look, you do look like Lannister because it, of Lannister. Yeah, I said that. I said maybe you could be a highborn lord, but I, yeah. you know, to be a crow, I need to smudge some mud on your face. <laughs> or uh, well, not wildling. Uh, you were saying that people. Oh, I, I said he. Saying, he looks like a free folk because free folk, a lot yeah. of them yeah. were wore red, red hair red, and red beards. Hair and no, you look more Lannister. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Good, good. Yes. I'll stick with the Lannisters. I like them. By the way, if you're listening to this show, and you know, I made reference to Game of Thrones all the time, and I apologize, you know, if you don't follow the show, maybe this is not a good one to listen to. Yeah, but don't listen to it. We're gonna say a lot of stuff. <laughs> but I, 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 I love the show, and also Happy Mother's Day, even though I don't talk to my mother in 12 years. But, uh, <laughs> so tell, tell me, were you surprised when you started listening to the, uh, start watching the show? No, I knew we were gonna get addicted. I knew we'd get addicted. What surprised me was how un, how they were willing to just kill off characters, basically. Yes. And just how there's so much uh, backstory to everything. And there's just, for maybe the full first season, two or three seasons, like I was like, who is that person? Yeah. What do they do? Like, what's their name? Where are they from? Like, finding, trying to find out where everything, like, lines up, it takes you... For me, anyway, it's a long time to like. And we haven't talk. read the books, but the crazy thing is, when I do the back research on YouTube and other explanation videos, it's even more in depth than that mm-hmm. than what we're seeing. Yeah. And in addition to that, they point out stuff that I didn't notice at first watch, and I go back and it explains certain things. Um, for example, the first three seasons, I didn't care at all about the Peter uh, Littlefinger storyline. Peter Baelish, yeah. And now I'm obsessed with it, Yoshi, to the point it's overtaking my mind. I'm obsessed with it, and looking back at all the different clues, yeah, it's like driving me crazy. I'm obsessed. I mean, he's an interesting guy because he, he owns Brothel and... Uh, master of Coin. Master was of- Master of Coin. And he's politically very astute because mm-hmm. he, he knows he can physically outfight someone. He learned at a very young age. But, he, he, you know, if, if, you, if you've ever been watching up to this point, you know he's, he is the guy who actually started all these problems, you yeah. know. Um, I, I, didn't, I didn't realize until, like, holy shit, you know, when they... Towards, it? what, fifth season, that's when you're like, oh. He's, he's the, like he's like the really puppet involved. master. He's controlling everyone. And he uses his lowborn status. You know, now obviously he has lands and, and financial resources. But he uses his lowborn status to get people to underestimate him. Yeah. As he moves the pieces around on the, the puzzle. And I am just, like, 
I love him. He's my favorite character. Shanda. <laughs> <laughs> and Andrew's been cracking me up Call all day. Me Peter. With his Peter Bailish voice. <laughs> That's a pretty good impression. <laughs> he does a really good job. He's been doing it all day, and I've been. Un- and he's making Peter saying funny things. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I. I, I I've read a lot of fantasy growing up. I mean, I'm such a nerd. I even played Dungeons & Dragons for a long time. But what was surprising for me when I heard about Game of Thrones, like, I thought, wow, another dumb fantasy, you know? I've seen, <laughs> I've seen Lord of the Rings. I've read all the books. Yeah. The Hobbit, Similarian, and, you know, all, you know, and I thought, what could they possibly do anything different that is surprising? Well, it was almost like watching the first episode of Lost. Like, it really, it really grabs you, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it put everything up... Upside down because yeah. even that scene with Tyrion, one of the major characters, that Tyrion Lannister, a midget, a dwarf, whatever you want to call him, mm-hmm. you know, he was In- getting blowjob. <laughs> he was getting blowjob, like, and you know, I, that I, even though it's fantasy, but it's closest thing to like a fantasy with the realism that like I've never seen before, you know. Yeah. And, uh, what I like about it is the mm-hmm. mix of there's no traditionally good guys and bad guys. You know, you see these, you know, supposedly you think the Lannisters are evil, but then you hear, oh, Jamie Lannister actually, you know, killed the king for a noble reason. The Mad King, yeah. And, you know, Queen Cersei it loves her children very much. Yes. And then you see these characters and you think, oh, these are good guys. And then you start to see that, they have flaws. that everyone, there's no quote-unquote good guys and quote-unquote bad guys, which is very typical Hollywood. Every character has multiple layers of complexity. Yeah, very dimension. They're very uh, dimension. They have a lot of different dimensions, yeah. And so there's no good, there's no bad. Everyone is just a person. Well, what was your reaction when you, you know, speaking of that, like, the Red Wedding? Because I, I didn't, see, I didn't know what, I didn't know anything about that. I was just uh, watching it. And you mean I was, you didn't know about the historical part? No, I didn't know what was going to happen. I thought, oh, okay, they, they were they were, they were mad at each other with the uh, yeah like... Walter Frey. Mm-hmm. He was upset with uh, Rob Stark because he was supposed to marry his daughter. Yeah. Didn't happen. Now Rob Stark, you know, back there's a lot of backstory, but now he needs Walter Frey's help with the army. Mm-hmm. He's going to have one of his um, uncle marry into the Walter Frey's family and all of a sudden all this massacre happened which is based on like some Scottish wedding massacre or something like that because yeah. George R. R. Martin is a big uh, student of history and things like that but mm-hmm. I we'll talk about surprising part you know it, it just like what was your reaction when you saw that? I think we both screamed out loud we were like whoa and it's like <laughs> couldn't process it for like five ten minutes we were like what the hell just happened? <laughs> that scene actually gave me so much anxiety when the free folk invaded um the wall because it made me just feel on edge like this show does not care they will kill off main characters sure i've never seen a show where they just kill off main characters you've been following for three seasons and falling in love with or hating or whatever you're feeling of them and just killing them so that kind of gave me like a fear i guess or, or putting me on edge because I honestly thought they were going to kill off Jon Snow during the the wall attack because they killed off this you know yeah. Rob and Catelyn they didn't care about her, them, so I was it 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 did it was shocking but it put me more on edge for future scenes because I was like okay they're going to kill off they kill off main characters in the show yeah because <laughs> if you hear something not, good things happen like remember Bronn he was a, a sellsword for Tyrion mm-hmm. he's his bodyguard now in this season he was supposed to marry this rich girl. <laughs> Now he's on the road with Jamie, yeah. but he's saying all these things about how you want to die. Like last episode, remember that? Mm-hmm. They were saying like, 
Jamie basically said he wanted to die in arms of a, uh, a whore or something. No, no he wanted to die. The woman he loves. Come yeah. on. Which is his sister, right? Oh, Jamie. Sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but Bronze say, I want to have a very boring uh, death where I'll be old and. You want a boring death, yeah. Yeah, with uh, kids. But now that he said that, I know he's not going to get that. <laughs> <laughs> no, he just, I don't think he. I don't think so. I don't think. Somebody saying something that they want and they actually getting in Game of Thrones. I just don't mm-hmm. think it worked out. And then when I heard that, like, I got like a knot in my stomach because I like that character. But mm-hmm. now that he said it, it's, it's just going to go terrible because. Well, what I, about Peter? Everything he says, he seems to be getting. But even for Peter, it's, it's just he's a very, very clever man. But but once you make a decision to do something, you're not 100 percent in control of that, as mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, Oh, the reason I was asking the Red Wedding because Tywin, the Lannister's father, who's dead now, but mm-hmm. he made a really good point. Like, would you? He was talking to Tyrion about would you rather have two armies kill each other and 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 then win, or do you want to just kill several hundred people in a wedding mm-hmm. and be done with? When you're saying that cold, calculating way, it just seemed like you end a conflict with only limited amount of people dead, right? And it's a really harsh thing to say because I'm I'm very impractical when I'm mad at somebody because <laughs> you know what I mean like I have to say Rob Stark made a bad decision like yes you love this girl but you're king you have you, you only ha- you have obligation not to yourself but your mother and your people and and that's why Roose Bolton ended up killing him because remember after the massacre the following episode Roose Bolton was talking to Walter Frey like the boy wouldn't listen or something mm-hmm. like that, remember? Yes, yeah. actually, speaking of, I was watching a YouTube video explaining mm-hmm. the Boltons, and yeah. they talked about that. And if you go back, um, if you, because, you know, for me, I, I get caught up in trying to figure out stuff, and they move between so many different storylines, it's yeah. hard for me to catch up. So, you know, at first when the Bruce Bolton storyline started becoming more main, I was like, who the hell is this guy? But if you go back, there's about four <coughs> scenes where Rob Stark, throughout the first three seasons where Rob Stark is in um, small council meetings in his tent, and Roos is there giving him advice. And all the advice that Roos gives is actually very, very good advice. Oh, yeah. But every single time, Rob says, no, I'm going to do it this way instead. And um, you see the turning point when Roos turns and decides to betray him. He's in the tent giving Rob very good advice, as usual. Yeah. And Rob asks him to leave, and he ends up making love to his wife at that moment. And so at that point... Roos is like, okay, I'm done with you, dude. I've given you advice like five times. Sure. And you won't listen. You're like obviously more emotional than logical because he goes off with his girlfriend sure. or wife or whatever at that point. So because he's kind of a side character. You don't really see that much about him. But again, going back in hindsight, every single time he's in a small council meeting in the tent, Roos is giving him really good advice. Sure. He, he He's not a good or evil guy, even though his son is a psychopath. Ramsey, uh, Ramsey. Snow. Um, by the way, because I talk Game of Thrones a lot, you know how, um, for those of you who don't listen to the show, if you're a legitimate son or daughter, your last name is same, depends on what part of the uh, area you're from. So if you're from the north and you're a bastard, your last name is Snow or Sand. If I'm, oh, uh, yeah. It's further to the south. So some, some smart ass emailed me saying, oh, if you're living in the Game of Thrones world, Yoshi, you'll be a bastard. Your name will be Yellow Snow. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, but it, it, it's, uh, it's a fantastic show because sometimes a character you thought was minor ended up having power. And I think this is something that Rose and I, we could always men like, 
we're we're on the dumb side of the history when it comes to stand-up comedy because there's people that we met early on i never thought they would be of anything in the show and like if you after they have success you look back like oh they're just i don't want to say scheming some some of them you mean certain comedians that are now famous is that what you're talking about yeah like they started way after i did and like looking back like was that person just simply work really hard and i know i can't really say that for most of them uh-huh. a lot of them were scheming yeah but they're very smart and like they knew I, that's really my fault on being so naive about it and that's why starks are dead i'm just saying there's a lot what yoshi is saying is that there's a lot of comedians early on that we didn't realize they were not interested in being funny at all yeah but they were interested in playing the hollywood game yeah the Hollywood Game of Thrones, and so that now they're famous or whatever, and me and Yoshi are standing here on the sideline with our th- our jaws down, like, wow, that person became famous. <laughs> but you know, it's 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 kind of like you're always going to lose if you come to a sore fight with idealism. Idealism cannot fight a steel. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's one thing you learn. And and what I find this show interesting, it's about power and how to acquire one and lose it. There's I'm a lot li- of different ways to do that yeah. too. Like like, like uh, Littlefinger, sorry, Littlefinger, he fights with fucking people, literally, at the brothel yeah. and then fucking people behind their back, you mm-hmm. know? And then there's the strength of just like, hey, like you mentioned, like we're going to kill a hundred of these people at this wedding, that's what we need to do. Right. Or other- otherwise there's going to be, we're going to be fighting for years, there's going to be thousands of casualties. So let's make this move. Yeah, and and, and, and I don't. I couldn't argue with uh, Tyrion's argument. Like it made sense. Yeah, it's cold blooded. You mean Tywin? Uh, Tywin, yeah. yeah. And um, but Lannister have all kinds of different powers. So, like they have a name recognition. Mm-hmm. They they at least claim they have money, but they're running out of money. And uh, uh, military. That was another smart move by Littlefinger, trying to bankrupt. Uh, Trying to bankrupt the Lannisters. The Lannisters. Yeah. So because he was master of coin and he was supposed to be really good with money, yet he keeps saying that the realm is in debt to the Iron Throne and they're so broke. I think that is Iron Bank. Iron, Iron Bank. Bank. So yeah. that that Bravos. is that is one of the the predictions on a lot of Game of Thrones websites and blogs is that he purposely was trying to bankrupt the throne as master of coin. Yeah. That's one of his game game moves. Game piece moves. Iron Bank Bravos. I mean, talk about something that has seemed like a real world, you know, Federal Reserve, you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Bravos might be their language of saying Jews. <laughs> I'm interested. I'd like to learn more about Bravos. Like, they haven't really talked much about we. Arya's there, and that's. And now, um, Varys and. Uh, what is it? Tyrion are going there. By the way, am I the only pervert that wanted to see... Um... No, they're not going there. They're, they were trying to go see Daenerys at oh, uh, Daenerys. Marines or I mean, Marys. Yeah, or, yeah. Uh, Marine, Marine. Marine. Yeah. Am I the only pervert that wanted to see uh, Robert's bastard son, the um, the blacksmith, <laughs> kiss Arya or do something to her? <laughs> Silence from the table. <laughs> I don't remember that. I... I, 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 I mm-hmm. He hasn't he hasn't shown up like no he ran like, away so he yeah you they, don't remember Robert's bastard son he, remember uh um he was the metal worker that you mean Ned Stark no <laughs> Robert's bastard son the oh owner. Robert I thought you were talking about Rob Stark <laughs> right hey Shh. <laughs> we're doing a podcast over here I I have something to say too um yeah she has the dire wolf point of view come on Yoshi <laughs> 
I thought they murdered every of... Uh, there was uh, one left. He was a blacksmith. He went to Stannis Baratheon. Oh, that's right. And Davos, the Onion Knight, let him leave. Let him leave. Yeah. But he was traveling with Arya for many episodes, and I totally wanted him to kiss her, dismantle her. <laughs> I'm sure he'll come back just like Bronn. I mean, not Bronn, but... um. One of the Stark youngest boy. They, they're not in, and the Holdar is not uh, this season either. You know. Yeah, like, that's surprising. MIA. Yeah. Like they left it, and at the end of season four, right? Where it was like he was in a tree. In a tree, and we're like, no, <laughs> why aren't you in the season now? I I like that storyline, the Bronn storyline, and I wanted to see where that was going. Like they spent so much time with that too. Yeah. That it's just to not be in season five. It's maybe they're. Hopefully they'll bring it back for season six. I, I have to say this: um, uh, the showrunners for Game of Thrones, I, I trust them completely. Whatever, <laughs> no, whatever they're doing, it, I, I, I don't. For a reason. I, I don't question them. Just like this will not make any sense to Rosie, but uh, <laughs> Seattle Seahawks, the way they've been running an organization last five years, mm-hmm. even if they do something that's traditionally not conventional uh, draft or whatever the personnel move they make, yeah. I do not question them because they have proven to me that they surprise me every year. They know what they're doing. So mm-hmm. whatever they're doing, I'm sure there's a good reason. I don't question them. I uh, I think we should stop in, within the next seven, eight minutes. But I, I'd like to say... Um, so what do you think is going to go forward with the rest of the season? Is it just more... Um, laying the groundwork for season six, or is it because this season- there was so much in season four? Yeah, that was everything. Like almost every other episode, you were like, "Holy oh my shit! Gosh. Holy shit! <laughs> Holy yeah. shit!" And then this one, yeah, it's it's you're not like that. It's more. It's a lot of dialogue, and they're setting it up. It seems like again for season six, but. I, I think anytime you have a, uh, you know, the Mount Rushmore of great shows that we're talking here, The Wire, Soprano, Breaking Bad, um, you could probably put Friday Night Light and shows like that. But I think one of the most important thing about the, having a great show, how the show ends, mm-hmm. you know, it's like master chess player, you know, so they're definitely leaning to a certain direction, but Season five is really interesting because now the people who traditionally don't hang out, they're starting meeting each other. Yeah, you know, it's a matter of time. Tyrion's gonna meet Daenerys, mm-hmm. you know, and Jaime and Bronn's gonna go to. Uh, uh, well, they're already in. Uh, uh, they're gonna meet up with uh, Martell's. Yeah, Dor- yeah. yeah, and and the fact that what's going on with Melisandre, uh, La- uh, uh, Stannis, and Jon Snow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, they're all like in separate worlds. Yeah, but they're process. they're colliding, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and and I think book readers are surprised too because a, a, a bunch of my friends who read them tell me like uh, Sansa marrying um, Ramsay um, Bolton. Mm-hmm. That's 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 not, n- in the book. not in the book. In fact, I think they're shortened a story by. Combining a bunch of different characters into her marrying into the Bolton, but that doesn't happen. So I think in the book it was supposed to be a handmaiden that is pla- they they lie, lie and say she's Arya Stark. Right. Yes. Yeah. So this is I guess this is depends on what kind of book reader you are, but it's it's kind of good for them now that they, they don't they don't as well. they yeah don't they, they don't know what's going to happen. So yeah. so I, I think it's great. They're sucking people in. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I I definitely like. I'm really fascinated by um, last six or seven years watching TV. I, I'm, you didn't I'm, answer Andrew's question. What? So what do you think? He said, "What do you think is going to happen in the rest of the season?" 
I'm not sure, but I know. Okay, how do you, what, how do you want it to go? And then we'll all go around and say how we want the story to go. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I guess the biggest thing I'm curious if they're gonna make so obvious who Jon Snow's parents are, because it's I'm almost. I could be wrong, but I'm almost 98% certain who it is just by the last episode, you know. I mean, it, it was brilliantly done. Who do you think it is? Stannis? By, by, by the last episode? Yeah. Okay, so remember, um, so there was a scene where Stannis and his wife were standing by the balcony. Mm -hmm. His wife said, Jon Snow, paraphrasing, Jon Snow, he, he's, he's nothing but um, some commoner whore's son whatever mm -hmm. and Stannis say I don't I don't believe that because Ned Stark is an honorable man mm -hmm. in fact if you watch the season one very carefully Ned Stark was honorable man in fact it doesn't seem like realistic to believe Ned actually had sex with some whore and had a kid mm -hmm. two separate stories in that same episode when Daenerys are talking to that um, sir whatever that got killed in last episode that night he was explaining to Daenerys, her older brother, uh, Targaryen brother, that her brother was wonderful. Oh, Sir Barristan. Sir Barristan was telling um, He was wonderful. He used to go into the streets and streets, sing songs. He, he was sing. Sing to the commoners. People loved, people loved him. Yeah. Maybe Robert Baratheon hated him. Stark might have hated him. Lannister might have hated him. But they were saying he was not only competent in war, good with people. And and everything that I heard about him, indication tells me he would have been a great king. His problem was his father was a bad king, crazy, started this whole problem. And there was another story when, here's a quick point, when Littlefinger, Peter Baelish, was in the hallway with uh, Sansa. Mm -hmm. Season one, remember, when Ned Stark and Robert Baratheon were saying tribute to their love and Ned Stark's sister, Lyanna Stark, they put a feather on her hand saying, how much uh, Robert Baratheon misses the sister? Mm -hmm. When Sansa say, well, you know what happened? The Targaryen prince kidnapped and raped her. And there was a look on Peter Baelish's face was like, oh really, is that what happened? I think mm. I pieced together I think this is what happened. I because there was a tournament where when you fight, whoever wins have to give that gift to the person that you're interested in. Mm -hmm. The Targaryen prince won. He was supposed to give it to his wife, which was uh, Oberlin Martell's sister. And he gave it to Ned Stark's sister. Yes, mm -hmm. that caused problem. And next thing mm -hmm. you know, it the rumor was he supposed kidnapped and raped her. I think this is what happened. They were both in love. He fell in love with her. She loved him. And the rebellion started because Robert was supposed to marry her. And, and, and the Martells were angry because their sister was married to this guy. They fell in love. They had a kid. And this Stark, because the rebellion started where she got hurt, he got killed, mm -hmm. that she begged him to make a promise saying, please don't tell anyone who's my son's father and, who, and all this stuff. And take the kid. Take the kid. Mm -hmm. Because if you remember from season one, Robert Baratheon saying, Fuck that whore. I'm going to kill every Targaryen, you know, whatever. He killed everyone except the two escaped. Mm -hmm. And if, if Robert Baratheon find out that his best friend, Ned Stark's son, yeah. happened to be 
half Targaryen, half mm -hmm. Stark. That kid is come from a very powerful family. Every danger to him, yeah. he need to kill that kid. Mm -hmm. So when when Ned Stark said to Jon Snow, "When I come back, I will tell you about your mother," mm -hmm. he couldn't even tell his wife because if his wife found out, that shit would come out. You know, yeah. so he have to create these illusions like this is the bastard son. I I really believe that uh, this is. Um, his he, sister and the Mad King's son. Yes, and he is. He he has the he, he has the most rifle to the throne than anyone. Yeah, and um, but I good, mean that was a good move on uh, Eddard's uh, to take him to the wall. Like, hey, you need to go to the wall <laughs> to get him out of danger. Right? Danger. Yeah, because if he is, and is that why everyone keeps telling him he doesn't know anything? <laughs> You know nothing, Jon Snow. You know nothing, Jon Snow. Why are they telling you this? He's like, why does everyone keep telling me what an idiot I am? Even the red woman, because she looked into the fire. She knows all the answers, right? Yeah, and, and, and Melisandre. Because to protect him, you see him places like that. Nobody, no one even doubt. And in the in the maester mm -hmm. at the wall, the blind guy. Yeah. He, I think he's Targaryen. He is. Yeah. He's, he's, he's he he had the opportunity to be a king, but he said no. Yeah, he didn't want. He's it. the Mad yeah. King's brother. So yes. he 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 probably recognized, it, and that the fact that she's uh, Melisandre is interested in him, mm -hmm. she definitely have a. Uh, she knows. She's been going after people with the power and, and the bloodlines. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I even from season one, it just seems so like whenever they put somebody so evil, obviously evil. I didn't I didn't really buy it because it seems so tricky with this show. Mm -hmm. So if they keep calling bastard, like I didn't really buy. I, I, I from the season one, I thought he had something to do with Daenerys. Because the, the first book is called Something Something Fire and Ice. Mm -hmm. I know dragons and those white walkers have something to do with down the road. Yeah. Doesn't seem like... Yeah, it's, and it's, so he's part, of the, he's part of the ice and Daenerys is part of the fire, right? Yeah, but he, has a, blood, but he has a blood from both, both sides. Both sides, yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised. You know that um, uh, Ned Stark's youngest brother, have, you know, he, he could see through other animals and stuff? Yeah. I, I bet you Rob Stark... Has maybe one of the ability to read through other people's mind, or won't get burned by fire or something, you know. Mm -hmm. So I know he has a big pivotal uh, part to play in the story. Yeah. Um, I know that Stark sister definitely because they're learning. I mean, they're they're going to be more dangerous than his parents. Their parents because they're politically wise. Mm -hmm. Like Arya's going to learn to fight. Yeah. But Sansa is the most interesting because to me, political fight is the most dangerous weapon you have. Mm -hmm. You know. See, I didn't care. Again, another storyline. I didn't care about Sansa the first. Oh, I loved her. I loved the first I, three seasons. Mm -hmm. I I didn't care about her at all. Now I'm like obsessed with her because the way things have turned around, her storyline is so interesting. Before it was like, okay, Joffrey was torturing her, whatever. Yeah. Like I, I, it was boring to me. And uh, we'll finish a few, few minutes, but like I just love this. That's why I love this Real Housewife. Blah blah blah. <laughs> Rosie, before you go, you got. I love it because don't girls don't study feminism. You know, you can learn about. <laughs> it's like, I mean, I think Nietzsche says something like, "What is the mo what's the most dangerous thing in the world?" And like he always said, it's a woman. And like the vicious way how women will fuck with each other psychologically. <laughs> I, I'd rather get punched in the face because women are so vicious. Like that. Remember that scene? You know what made me laugh to one or two episodes ago when. Cersei was walking into the Marjorie's room and there's all these girls giggling, right? giggling right yeah. and Marjorie said oh mother how are you uh, I'm sorry I, I, it's 
it's too early for us to have a wine. You know, we don't have wine for you, right? Like, oh, what a ribbing, you know? Because like, <laughs> everybody knows she's a drunk. Yeah. And like, and what should I call you? You know, mm-hmm. like Mother Queen, whatever. Because Marcia took all this political shit from uh, many episodes before. Yeah. It's it's uh, turn over, mm-hmm. but now Cersei turn over by. The, the militant faith, you know what I mean? Getting yeah. her, uh, Marjorie's homosexual brother into prison and mm. things like that. But but not just that, not just the viciousness. I've always said this, that, you know, a lot of people think women are victims and women are powerless. And, and even Andrew and I have talked about this. Women control the world. And oh, yeah. be, when women start realizing they control the world, that's when guys need to really watch out. Because, you know, so many women, you know, look at how... Okay, let's look at Cersei and Marjorie, right? Cersei, I love it. Cersei tries to control with power and control. That's a very masculine way to control. How easy can Marjorie control the king when she just giggles and acts girly and cute? You know what I mean? That is actually more powerful than saying... A lot of women, even in the modern day, try to control... With force. Male force against male force. Well, you're never going to beat a guy with male force if you're a woman, but you can beat him with feminine energy, which is mm-hmm. being cute, giggly, underestimating. You know what sure. I mean? Sure. That's, that's, that's why... Um... That's more powerful because men are attracted to that, and that is a weakness for so many men. How many men do you know, you know, politicians and powerful men, you know, they get in trouble because they get caught with their dick in their hands. Yeah. <laughs> that's more powerful than trying to wear the pantsuit. And like you said, I'm not saying feminism, but being that masculine energy, well, I'm going to be a CEO and all this stuff. No, don't do that, you know. And it's, it's, it's more powerful to, be, to hold the strength that we have as women, which is the feminine energy, being cute, being girly, controlling in that way. Yeah, and and people was underestimating, but like real, uh, every time I watch, watch Real Housewives where somebody do some backstabbing trickery on someone, <laughs> or they pull a Peter Baelish where this girl make the two people fight each other and, and they don't know that they were, they they really don't have grievance, but the one girl will whisper and the other girl, you know what that that person said about you, and then, <laughs> then run to the other, oh she said you're a fucking bitch, and they fight, right? Peter Baelish is fighting that way, and. Yeah. I remember season one where Ned Stark went to brothel, t- saw his wife, and was mad at Peter Baelish. And Ned Stark's bodyguard, he couldn't stop staring at those w- naked women. Yes, uh, yes, yes. And, and because they, the, the women, as soon as girls realize when you have powers like that, that's why young, beautiful girls, when they're young, they don't know their power yet. But, yeah. but that's why they need, like, that's why Marjorie needs her grandmother. Her because yeah. she, 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 she basically said, you know, you're, my sister was supposed to marry the king, but the night before, I fucked the guy, and he, he married me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, it's, 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 these are like important lessons like you, you could learn. You, you, you. But what I'm saying is a lot of women, even in this day and age, don't know that they have that power. And, you know, like, because they don't, they, nobody, nobody's teaching them. And but like, they have more power than a than hundred, you know, quote-unquote politicians or CEOs or other things. Because they have that feminine energy, which is more powerful. That's why I don't like when people say, oh, women are weak, women are vic-. No, 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 no. You don't know how the world works, buddy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a different kind of strength because I, I, yeah. I, I was always surprised, like... You can get someone else to do your work for you, basically. Like, if a cute little girl comes by and like, hey, can you lift this box for me? And like, a big guy, like, yeah, I can do that. I can help out. <laughs> like, and you can easy. control the male ego... By with female attention, because a lot of guys will do things to impress a woman, and so you're you're actually pulling the puppet strings. That's what I, you know. I think more women need to understand that they're actually more powerful than men. 
Yeah, and, and, and you know, even Stannis, we better finish in one minute. Stannis have Melisandre. She, he even said, I need you, <laughs> right? Well, it, it, with anything, every, you can't it's have, not even, it's, it's, you it's can't not, have mm-hmm. one or the other. You need both. Like, yeah. You need feminine and masculine for both. Sure. You can't just have one or the other. So that's why you see a lot of people pairing up. In the episodes as well, but but, those, but the, the 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 Stark sisters are finally learning the important lessons and uh, yeah. But um, we gotta leave. We'll come back and uh, second part when you hear this, if uh, providing the audio is good, um, we'll talk about right after the episode and that's it. So thanks for listening. Rosie's getting ready to go. Andrew, thanks, and uh, yeah. I'll, I'll be talking to you soon. Bye. Okay, welcome to part two. It's uh, about twenty four hours later. Rosie and I, we went to see uh, Trevor Noah, great show. Um, I said hello to him, he was very nice. I didn't do much talking beyond that. And Rosie went in and took a picture with him and, and sounded like he was really nice to you, Rosie. Yeah, he was a nice guy. He shook both of our hands and chatted for a little bit. Yoshi ran off. <laughs> well, it's weird, it's, it's, it's weird. Like a, a guy don't wanna see another goofy guy in his green room. I'm just being honest. A pretty girl, that's not ever going to be a problem. So, <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed the show a lot. He's a great performer, very smart, and I could see why he will be hosting the Daily Show. And this is the first time I've seen as many Africans in a room. <laughs> not black people in America, they're Africans. You know, there's a huge difference. Just like, huge difference between Asian and Asian American. That was the first time I've ever seen Africans or that many black people, African-American, whatever you want to call them, at the Irvine Improv. It's oh, that's true. It's a very, <laughs> very white area. <laughs> yes, and if you've never been to California, Southern California, it's in Orange County. Uh, it's more con- socially conservative, financially conservative. It's more Republican home base. Um, President very Nixon's, wealthy area. President Nixon's from yeah. there. And... And um, unless you play for Anaheim Angels, most likely you don't see too many black people down in Orange County. In, in, <laughs> that's a stereotype, but you know. <coughs> but we got back after the show, and we watched episode five, season five. And um, Rosie, you brought you brought a guest on the show. Uh, I have Lord Baelish here with me from Game of Thrones. Uh, Rosie. Please call me Peter. <laughs> <laughs> you do, you do, you do have that sound, but mannerism too. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Yoshi. <laughs> Which is ironic because he was not in that episode last night's episode, and um, enjoyed it tremendously. Sorry if we don't remember what we were talking about a few minutes ago, because <laughs> I really don't remember. And I like being a good host. I didn't even bother listening to it. I don't know. <laughs> we're talking about whatever we were talking about, but we're going to talk about the new episode and any other uh, development. But We should have been recording in the car because Yoshi and I were talking about Game of Thrones for about an hour and a half in traffic on the way to the Irvine Improv. <laughs> it was, I mean, I didn't think it was going to be that funny of a conversation because it was just like casual conversation, you know. <laughs> but have you noticed sometimes like when you try hard to be funny, it's not that funny? Yeah. I just like relaxed, casual conversation of it, you know. So half the time when me and Yoshi are talking, I'm wishing we had a microphone with us because sometimes the stuff is funnier off the air, and then when we record a podcast, it's like a forced awkwardness, right? Yeah, <laughs> I mean Rosie used a lot of n words during the conversation <laughs> in the car. Um, but before we jump, you know, a c- couple interesting things. Uh, it's not going to be interesting to Rosie, but today, 
George Zimmerman got shot in the face. I really? heard that. Yeah. By a trap, like his friend who's mad about a traffic thing or something. So if you guys don't remember, he, he bought Kid and Trevon. Well, I can't remember. Trevon Martin. Martin. Yeah. And then... Um, he was acquitted. He was acquitted yeah. from that. And like a year ago, he got... He pulled a gun on somebody. His yeah. wife. Yeah. <laughs> so and we, then they got a divorce and then he pulled a gun on his girlfriend. So we notice a pattern. <laughs> the, the guy's a problem. He mm. likes pulling guns on people. It's not... See, that's but this the, time he got shot in the face. That's the problem. Society thinks it's a black-white issue, even though he's Latino, and they're saying, oh, it's racism. Well, apparently he's pulling guns on everyone, so he just likes pulling guns. <laughs> <laughs> so that happened. Tom Brady received four game suspension, which mm -hmm. I predicted on another podcast like a couple hours before they announced it. And I, and I didn't have inside information. I was just hoping four games because game five will be played in Indianapolis against Indianapolis Colts. And it was Indianapolis Colts who snitched on New England Patriots to the NFL commissioner's office. So Actually, Yoshi, you did have insider information. I don't know if you know you're secretly working for the NFL. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> How did you know it was four? How did you know? And it's interesting. Tom Brady's agent, a guy, this Asian guy named Don Yee, and he reminds me Tom Vu, which is Rosie's uncle. <laughs> Do you remember Tom Vu? I have an uncle named Thomas Vo. V-U? V-O. Oh, okay. Oh, you don't know Tom Vu? <laughs> Who's Tom Vu? Oh my god, see, that's how old I am. Tom Vu was this goofy Asian guy who used to have this infomercial where he teach people to buy real estate. And you see this goofy Vietnamese guy surrounded by this Vivi of this beautiful okay, girls in bikini. Okay, I gotta look it up online. Keep talking. You wanna look at it now? Yeah. So it's, T-O-M space V-U. I thought you were talking about my actual uncle. I have an uncle named Paul. I know you're... I didn't know you had somebody, some similar. But they used to goof on him, you know, like, you know, I came to America with no money, work really hard, lazy Americans, and I made millions in real estate, and this is how you do it. And you see this obnoxious Vietnamese pudgy guy in Vivian, this beautiful white... Um, this? Bikini. This guy? The, the rich, rich jerk? jerk. Yeah. So anyway, Tom Brady's agent looked like that. His name's Don Yee. And uh, yeah, there's okay, a clip. Let's see how racist you are. What do you mean? And see if he actually looks like Tom Vu. <laughs> <laughs> this guy? This guy looks like George Takai. It does look like George Takai. By the way, this is a really good podcast, you know, telling people what people look like. And <laughs> they can't see what it is. Can't see it. All right, we'll look at this later. So. Guys, Google it at home. So it's Don, D-A-N-Y-E-E. -E. That's Tom Brady's agent. And Tom Vu, T-O-M, space V as in victory, U. Okay, he totally doesn't look like him. You're a racist against Asians. It took you 12 years to realize I'm racist? Come on. <laughs> so um, I, I hope the audio quality is good. I mean, this is new equipment. I'm a little worried about distortion light goes up. But anyway, we'll see. I'll, 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 uh, you guys... Just let me know if you don't like what it sounds like. Just complain about it. Even though I'm not going to give a shit about it. <laughs> okay, just so you know, the last episode of Game of Thrones was boring. And I was totally bored the entire time. Because my favorite character, Lord Baelish, was not in it. And Ramsay's annoying and boring. I'm sorry. I know everyone thinks he's so interesting because he's evil. He's basically a hack King Joffrey. He's boring. Everybody wants me, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> 
it, it does sound Peter Baelish, but it, it, won't, it you almost have like a little bit of a like Captain Crunch, like a pirate. <laughs> there's, there's, a pirate there, there. there's a little bit of pirate thing in there. I, I'm still refining it. And, you know, Sorry, and, and if you listen to the show, you haven't listened to Game of Thrones. This means absolutely nothing to you, right? Um, so he's really good at saying Sansa, though. In the Sansa, Sansa, Peter, ice cream, <laughs> puppies. <laughs> well, you know, every episode can be like. Action pack episodes, right? Like sometimes, like this is like a baseball analogy. There's a little bit of a setup, right? And I don't mind the Melisandre storyline. I don't mind the Jon Snow storyline. Ramsay is boring to me. Roose Bolton is interesting. Roose is very interesting. Ramsay. Ramsay. Ramsay is just so bored. He's basically. This is what happened. They were Sorry, like, I get I get a little moody when I hear their name, Ramsay. <laughs> Our good friend Ramsay Moore, who died. Oh. With, with, yeah. <laughs> As Yoshi's laughing. Um, um, uh, no, but wasn't that funny when we went to Ramsey's memorial and he told me he was 35. Everybody said how honest he was. And then I, later on, I find out he's 47 years old. He was fucking lying about his age. <laughs> so that was kind of funny. But um, but I just think basically Joffrey got killed off and they needed another evil type character that's annoying. But Joffrey, nobody can beat King Joffrey. He was the most annoying like guy. <laughs> Ramsey's like a like a copycat annoying. You know, I was doing this sports show and I was telling people that um, what's missing a lot of the sports these days, not enough hate. Like, there's a team that everybody hate. <laughs> <laughs> the Yankees. Yeah. But. And Jack Gleason, who played King Joffrey, man, I love that character. It just like, he was so hateable. It was oh, yeah. so... He would like, do the annoying chuckle after he would do something annoying, like... <laughs> <laughs> He was so good because last or second to last episode where they were getting ready to do his wedding and they were doing the wedding and he said, hey, I have a show for you guys. And all of a sudden there's all this midgets jumped out of the box. and Which, by the way, Peter Baelish paid for. Okay. I love midgets. <laughs> and remember, Renly Baratheon is gay. So there's one midget acting like a homosexual and butt-fucking another uh, midget in an ass. Remember that? <laughs> and King Joffrey couldn't stop laughing. Like, and one of the guys... Was, was, wasn't one of the guys missing his head? Ned Stark. One of them oh, was like holding yeah. a holding head or something yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> so hilarious. It's so evil, but it's hilarious. Like, he was cackling. <laughs> I mean, remember he was on sea and his arm and leg was going up in air like just like Japanese anime? He, <laughs> he was so good. Um, here's the thing usually when I see things like that I get really angry because it, why is that so necessary to cut why was it necessary for Ramsey to cut uh, uh, yeah. uh, Reek's <laughs> dick he, off he like two seasons ago yeah. but I, I think I still trust these guys there's reason why something bad's gonna happen to Ramsey <laughs> yes but something bad is gonna happen to Ramsey but here's the thing as you said Joffrey you love to hate Joffrey he was lovable to hate. To me, Ramsay is like... I was sad when he died. <laughs> Ramsay is just like this cheesy, like... Like, oh, his, his name's going to be Reek now. I don't know. Like, he's annoying, but not likable annoying. He's just like... like That whole storyline could get cut out, and I'd be totally fine with it. I think... Um, I, I don't... I, Rams, Ramsay's character is annoying because he's, he does these evil things... Just annoying evil that doesn't have any sort of like 
Uh, and it's it, only for his pleasure. Yeah. Like his his dad, Ruse, he's evil for like... A purpose. Calculating evil. Yeah. It's sort of purpose. Like, who want to marry a fat fuck? <laughs> but he, he married this fat fuck, not out of love, but because... The guys, uh, her father, uh, uh, agreed. Uh, Walter Frey agreed to give him silver or gold for each pound that she weighed. So like he 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 fucked her for practical reasons, and for practical reasons. <laughs> and now she's pregnant. Yes, and I th- I thought it was brilliant because I think Bruce Bolton realized his son is more useful when he's desperate. Because he's, he got a little comfortable, like, oh, I have your last name. I'm going to be your son. Mm-hmm. Now he's going to bring this kid to the world. Now he's sweating a little bit. So you saw the face on uh, Ramsey. That's a brilliant cruelty. Like, Ruth's cruelty is more calculating and ruthless. But he let him. He already knew that fact during the dinner. And he let Ramsey kind of go off on his little tangent. Yeah. His little egomaniacal tangent. And then he very calmly said it as a jab. You know what I mean? Yeah. I and, like Bruce. I think he's very intelligent. And he, Sansa kind of had, not a s- smile, but... Smirk. Smirk. Sansa. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how you're going to wake her up every morning yes. now? Yes. <gasps> so I, 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 th- I, thought, I thought that was, that was really... That was really interesting. And... Um, and why don't they show... First of all, I'm tired of seeing people that I don't want to see naked. Ramsay having sex with the Miller's daughter. She was creepy and vampirish looking too skinny. They're both pale. I was very happy to see her naked. They're both creepy and pale. Peter liked it. <laughs> I want to see the main characters nude. I want to see Cersei nude. I want to see Sansa nude. I want to see people I care about, not these stupid side storylines. Hey, I would even see like to see Roos, you know, and his fat bride. <laughs> Um, Yoshi's like no <laughs> Peter would like to see that <laughs> I actually I, I talk about I, I actually talk about this on, on um, do you guys watch Homeland? no no. you know what's so creepy about Homeland? from season one the main character the, the traitor slash love interest of Claire Dane you know Homeland's based on Israeli show where Israeli soldiers kidnap, captured, and released five, seven years. And you don't know if this guy's brainwashed and, and uh, working for Muslims or whatnot. Well, they do the same thing with this show. Anyway, the main character, he returns, uh, captured for seven years. He has 13 or 14-year-old daughter. So with around third season three, there's a sex scene for that girl, right? Mm-hmm. So she started when she was like a 15 or 16, pretending to be 13 or whatever. And... I always said that's a little weird because there's guys who write in the writer's room from season one meet this girl. When so, she's like a 13-year-old Yeah, girl. the 13. <laughs> so I, I wonder, do you know where I'm going? Like, Do they think like, ooh, you know, we should have a storyline where there's a reason why you'll see her naked? Or <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like like that character from Breaking Bad, um, uh, Walter White's buddy, friend, um, you know oh Jesse Jesse yeah he was supposed to die in one or two episodes but they liked him so much they added on so like show can be changed personnels you know they were going to go one direction that happened to Lucy Liu too on um, Alec McBeal she was a, a one one episode guest star but she made a, such a good positive impression that we won her on the show so 
um, you might laugh, but who knows? Maybe there's some creeps writing for the Game of Thrones. Like, yeah, we got to figure out a way to see her naked or something. <laughs> She's 18. About. She's either turning 18 this year or going, already is 18, you know? But is that, is that, I mean, am I thinking too much of the show? Like, how does that work? That's kind of got to be weird. I think about sh- like behind the scenes show stuff all the time, but you know what I'm saying? Like, that'd be weird. I think it's weird, but I think that there are probably some creepy showrunners or producers or other people thinking about stuff like that. Sure, and and, and I think actors have to be really nice to these guys because... Um, We're going to write something in for you if you're not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you misbehave, we'll find a way to get your character to kill killed. Character yeah. Killed. yeah, absolutely. I'm not suggesting that happen in Game of Thrones because I'm 99% sure that it doesn't. Because those guys are unbelievable. And they're so... Not just that, but they're so dedicated to the fan base and the storyline even though they're straying from the books and stuff I don't think they would kill someone off just because they were difficult they would try to work with them they would kill them with a purpose unlike Ramsey's character yeah <laughs> because who's that old guy that got killed Sir uh, Barreth oh um, Sir Barrington Sir Barrington Sir Barrington yes Andrew better be close to the mic seriously Sir. don't worry alright um <laughs> Why are you leaning so far back? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Be- because I-, I-, I read a rumor. They-, they didn't say the guy's name and we realized it was this character. But before the season started, they were interviewing all the actors in the show. And this one particular actor talked to e- um, Entertainment Weekly. They wouldn't give the name. But he knew something was up because they give all the uh, date, available dates they need from you. He did the math like, Wait a minute, this does not make sense because he actually read the book. In the book, his character lived through the game, book five. Mm-hmm. And he's thinking like, fuck. So he, he, he asked the producer and it's like, unfortunately, your days are up. And uh, that's how he find out. So I didn't realize that was that character until last week's episode. Very sad to see him go. I, he was one, I really liked that character. He was one of the few uncynical Honorable well, why guy. Would, but I don't understand. So they're doing everything with purpose. Why would they change? That seems like a major storyline thing to have him be there until the fifth book and then to kill him off. Because I, I think they made a decision to end at seven. So everything like. Oh, you mean to end the, the season at seven seasons. So they're shortening everything. Is shortening the best way to say it? Um, Wrapping things up, right? certain characters that that would take longer than seven seasons to develop yeah i think it's a different skill set because um comic mccarthy who wrote you know country to old man and uh, a bunch of other classic blood meridians like a classic book by him considered as the great american novel right next to uh, moby dick i mean this is how good of a writer he made this movie a year and a half two years ago wrote a, wrote a script for it and it's, it's done in El Paso, Juarez area. And Cameron Diaz has this amazing sex scene where she fucks a car. I don't remember the name of the movie, but <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Her legs are spread wide open. This, this oh, like, we've seen that movie. <laughs> but he's a great novelist. But that doesn't mean that he has the same skill when it comes to writing script. You know what I mean? Like there was like, I still enjoy the movie, but there's like, it didn't feel right. It didn't. It didn't seem complete. It, it just didn't. You know what I mean? Like it's almost like I'm an idiot. I obviously. <laughs> I buy something from IKEA. I build something, 
and like when I'm finished building a, a there's shell, there's pieces missing. There's no, no. There's a bunch of pieces of something. Like, what's all this extra shit for? <laughs> it's because I didn't do it correct. I mean, you know, there's a so there, his his movie didn't seem right, but these guys could not write a novel, but they're good at converting the novel TV format. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they they know what they're doing. They're just, they're just amazing. So. Um, Sansa wasn't supposed to marry Ramsay's character, but they included two or three different characters' uh, narrative and combined into one and made made uh, Sansa as that particular, you know. Mm-hmm. So I trust whatever they're doing. I just um, hope she cuts off Ramsay's dick <laughs> and feeds it to him. Because <laughs> <laughs> because I don't know what's going to happen because it's it's basically you know. As uh, we, if you use sports narrative, it's it's playoff. It's Bruce Bolton versus Stannis uh, uh, Baratheon. Mm. But and nobody likes Bruce. Everyone in the North hates him. He's the most hated family. I know. So you would think he should lose, right? You, but that's not how they do things. I don't think that some, something's not going to go right. Yeah. By any measure, Stannis have bigger army. He's the great general. But accident does happen. Something really weird happens. So we don't we don't know what. I think something weird's gonna happen with his daughter. They're they're gonna sacrifice her. Or something weird's gonna go wrong. Well, it's, it's funny you said that because we the last part of the episode was Tyrion and oh, Dumont. I always get his name confused. Durin or something. Yeah, I don't know. they're traveling to where Daenerys is at and Valeria. Valerius. Remember that. Valeria. Valeria. Like. Season three, remember, the first episode was called Two Swords, where Tywin had uh, Ned Stark's sword melted into and made into two swords. That's yeah. the Valerian sword that Jamie Lannister has. Yeah. And the other one, you have um, what's her name? Uh, Brienne. <laughs> Brienne has the other part of that yeah. sword. So these are like ancient civilization. But to me, I never read the books, but that visual was so beautiful. Remember when they were just sailing across? And Tyrion couldn't believe this majestic dragon flying over over there. Oh yeah. Yeah, and like that is the closest thing you could imagine. Like, wow, there is such thing as dragon. And that the way it was flew, it looked it was fantastic. Yeah, they did a good job. And that wonderment that you get from the book that you we don't I haven't read the book, so you, you get that. And mm-hmm. um, and then Stone Men or whatever you want to call those guys, they're yeah. starting jumping in the water. There's there's definitely a connection to that because they meant, they talked to the daughter. She got what is that skill or Jora? Oh, Jora. Yeah. Mormont. Jora Mormont. Jora Mormont. And <clears throat> Jora Mormont. <laughs> that sounds weird. And those stone people, stone men, or whatever you want to call it, they ended up finding them, and they are most likely a result of having the same disease as uh, Stannis's daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. I I I, I kind of enjoyed it because it, it just uh, I know it's a good setup for something to uh, to be it's seen. Definitely setting something up. Don't know what. But I I, I I enjoy watching that Sam at the wall talking to Stannis, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize Sam's father actually beaten uh, his Robert Baratheon's army. That's the only battle they ever lost. So that's yeah. interesting that Sam have that and. Sam's doing the research and development at the, <laughs> the wall, figuring out how to kill the, the White Walker. Walker. Yeah. Yep. So, and there was also the, the scene with Daenerys feeding the dragon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You didn't like that scene at all? 
with the Daenerys in this episode, Rosie? Were she f- fed one of the... Or just anything with Daenerys this episode. I like her, but it was just slow. It was slow. Um, I'm glad when the head of the Unsullied finally kissed... Grey Worm. Miss, um... Miss Sunday, what's her name? I don't know what her name is. Yeah. <laughs> She's in the uh, Fast and Furious 7. I, I think I know what it is. And, uh... <laughs> Stop. <laughs> so there was a stuff in Marine where... She realized she made a mistake. Mm-hmm. No matter how much you you think you're you know what's good for the civilization city, you still have to respect tradition because that's what it's really the guru that hold people. You know, yeah. no matter how much I don't like some other things in Middle East, like I just got to realize they're just not going to change some things. You know, yeah. you can't change that. Right. Uh, it was, yeah, but it'll take a really really long time. Yeah, yeah. it was like a smart move for her to. Um, yeah, show that hey, I made a mistake, and not only that, why is she but gonna marry that guy? I don't know. Yeah, I don't, that's one thing that's odd. Like, why is she going to marry him? Um, he was one of the uh, the masters, slave masters. Yeah, one of the like a seven families or seven something. Families, yeah. yeah. But I guess what I I got confused because I I never like her and her narrative. Like, <laughs> why did they stay in there? Like, I thought they want to go down and invade. The Iron Throne. The Honestly, I think they're buying time to build the other storylines. Because she can't just be constantly traveling. She would have been to King's Landing by now. So I think they're buying time to build the other storylines. Yeah, and, and it's not yeah. very effective use of her army on Sally. Because they're phalanx, like the Greek army, where they're very powerful and dangerous in the open area. But in a close quarter, mm-hmm. the, the, you know, you're fighting with spirit. They're, it's, remember um, last season, episode one, when... Overly Martel was getting bunch like a one hooker and a one male prostitute, and he, they start hearing the song by a couple of Lannisters. So he mm-hmm. walk into there, and stabs the guy's hand right. Yeah, they, he start mocking them. They start making fun of him, and one of the Lannister guys tried to grab his sword. And he just jammed mm-hmm. his uh, dagger into the guy's hand, and he just rubbed it in in his hand and told them, uh, "What was it? In a close quarter, having a big sword does not help you." And it's true. Like you have to know where to fight your battles. You know. And, yeah. Um, she made a major mistake. Like, you, you know, you're occupying people that resent you. Mm-hmm. You don't make it more difficult on them. So um, at least she's making a better decision. So, But I but I think that because she can't just keep traveling towards King's Landing. Yeah. She would be there by now. So they're, bu- they're buying time to add other storylines. That allows for the dragons to grow up. Yeah. Dragons! Oh, that is a good point, good point too. So um, her former... Henchman, Jar Dumont, or whatever how you pronounce it, Jorah Dumont. Now he has AIDS. Uh, <laughs> he has AIDS of uh, Westeros. Remember, he was fighting those stonemans and do not touch him. Ironically, Don't because touch he them. so he got touched. So he's got the grayscale, whatever you call him. Yep. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm, I'm, I miss Barris because we haven't seen him two episodes now because uh, he and Tyrion got separated. I don't know what's what it's what's he's been up to. Varys, Jamie, Jamie Lannister's buddy. You mean? No, Varys was the bullheaded oh, unit. Oh, Varys. Varys, yeah. Sorry, Japanese accent. <laughs> so we don't know what happened to him. Huh? Huh? He's in the whorehouse having sex with Daenerys's doppelganger. <laughs> he can't. I know. Um, he's, so he's licking. He can lick. 
Is there any? <laughs> Did we miss anything? I know there was a little bit of uh, Brienne, but she basically talked to the innkeeper or whoever. Okay, why are they telling Sansa? Sansa. <laughs> to put the candle on the freaking high tower if she needs help, where she can get pushed out the window like her brother. That's yeah. Not Go back to the tower where your brother got pushed out. Perfect. Oh, if the North remembers you, if you need help, just climb up this really creepy tower. <laughs> I, I don't think she's in physical danger because they really need her for legitimacy in the North. Only danger to her is that creepy girl because she's so yeah. upset that Ramsey's marrying she's her. Very jealous. And uh, The creepy vampire girl that you liked seeing. She might be a vampire. We don't know. She looks like a vampire to me. She was like super pale. But she was great with the other girl two seasons ago when they were tempting Theon Greyjoy. Oh, yeah, yeah, but he knew. He knew he was getting tempted. He was like, ah. No, but then, then as soon as he has a hard on to cut his dick off, oh, it's it's just it's a psych. The guy's a fucking psycho. Um, is it? Was there anything else you guys want to talk? Because I can't remember. I've seen it twice, but for some reason. Why were you watching it twice? You watched it again without us. Uh, when I was laying in the bed, when I woke up this morning, <laughs> when you guys were eating. I think we pretty much covered most of it, but I thought the episode was enjoyable. I, I, I know they were going places, but I like that island that they went because they always talk about it, like how advanced they were and how ahead they were and everything. And, and as they're sailing through it, I think Tyrion said something about it's full of death, you know, but yeah. man, those things was creepy because I really, I was kind of looking in the corner of the uh, screen as the dragon's flying away, one of the guys just fall down like... For a second, I thought it was one of the pieces of architecture, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, wow. No, it was Varys with Grayscale. <laughs> <laughs> they were both for some reason. So what do you, what do you guys expect for next, uh, I know we, I know I saw the preview, so there's going to be a little bit of, um, um, sand snakes. It looked like they're ready to kidnap someone. Peter's back. <laughs> yes, he's back in King's Landing. Yeah. yeah. Serving Queen Cersei as a liar. My queen. <laughs> Um, what I, I don't know what's going to happen. Jamie is in a dangerous place right now. Apparently his daughter and, and the prince are like super in love though. Right? Oh yeah. That, 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 that does not look like fake that, to me. Um, they're, <clears throat> I, actually she's going to try and kill him though. They don't like that. The, um, the family doesn't like that. The, what the. What are they called? The Sand Snakes. Yeah, the Sand Snakes. The Martells. Martells don't like the girl. No, no, Martells actually like the girl, the bastards. And the Sand Snakes are his bastards, right? Yes. From his um Elaria. Yeah. She only has one child with her, the the the, the one that fights with um um Whip. I think that's her daughter. And the other two is the two different women. And uh, the girl that Keisha Castle Hughes plays, Obara. Mm-hmm. So she's the one with the spear. So, like, we saw a trailer. They look like ninja almost. They covered their faces and stuff. <laughs> and it looks like they're going to kidnap her. And uh, it's interesting. Like, it's almost like stuff that happened in the uh, Gulf of... Um, oh, what is that? Gulf of um, Vietnam where... American Gulf of Tonkin. Tonkin. When we pretend like we were, we were attacked and shot a bunch of uh, uh, reprisal shots, and Lyndon Johnson basically lied to the Americans and said we were attacked, we have to go to war now. So it's somebody within in the Martell 
organizations are going to kidnap and uh, you know trigger this war. And um, I think she looks really sweet and innocent, though. I mean, compared to just like her brother, who's king right now, Joffrey. Tolman. Yeah. I think Joffrey was a bad seed. Although Cersei seems a little bitter, so maybe that's where Joffrey got it from. <laughs> yeah, it's, and that's another actress too, because first two or three seasons, that the, the daughter was played by somebody else, and like just, a younger girl, right? Uh, I, I guess so. I mean, I think they're relatively mm-hmm. same age. I would be kind of mad if that happened. That happened to one of my friends who was on Mad Men, playing a character for. It, it, as an extra for years and then they finally elevated the character and they kicked her out and used someone else. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you think it's funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. She was like crying. She was, was she? I think she played as... I don't watch Mad Men, but I think she was a secretary or something in the first few seasons, but she wasn't speaking. She was an extra, but she was in most of the scenes as that secretary for that company. Uh-huh. And then they elevated her to an actual speaking character and they got rid of her and used some other girl instead Wait, of just giving her a you, why you don't mind giving her a name uh no she's from acting I don't think you know her she's oh. not a comedian okay yeah but she told you Sansa <laughs> but she told you and it, it was and it was devastating to her yeah she was like crying because she the producers kept telling her that they were gonna write or the writers like she was like buddying up with people on set yeah and the writers told her that they were gonna write um they were gonna write something for her because she was like always there on set yeah as like a main extra like a featured extra and then the producers it's amazing how much your life changed you know like there's there was a character from season five and six and seven from Mad Men uh, I don't remember her real name but she's French Canadian but her, her name of the character is Megan on the show mm-hmm. beautiful girl and I don't know if they planned it but she ended up marrying Don Draper the main character from the show and uh, naturally if you're married to the main character, you're going to be a significant part of this show for at least a couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. Well, her life is, you know what I mean? Like, the, the, your life has changed forever. You know, you're in like Maxim Maxim because you're a hot girl, but it's such a fine line. You know, luck, like, you could be another pretty girl, just have to be extra, but they just happen to pick that particular girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, so I could understand. I mean, I don't, I don't think I would cry for something like that. <laughs> well, I think she was on the show for three or four seasons as that secretary. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know the details. I don't remember. I don't want to misquote. But but when she told you, she said well, she was devastated by that. Yes, she was crying. Because they told her that she was going to be featured in the next season or something, and then they pulled her out and said, you Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, That's happened before. That happened to me. I was supposed to be on this. I mean, it was a stupid show. It wasn't like a big show like Game of Thrones or Mad Men, but I was supposed to be on some stupid reality show hidden camera show for BET and then they pulled me on the producer used his Japanese girlfriend instead <laughs> hence Aiko Tanaka <laughs> um, welcome to Hollywood yeah so I am um, I, I well next episode is going to be a good I could tell you it's a good one because he's, he's back in uh, kin, uh, uh, Peter's back <laughs> he's back in King's Landing <laughs> And it's interesting because we get nervous because we know everything that happened in the story, but we forget Cersei probably doesn't know that Peter has something to do with death of her son and betrayal, oh. this and that. Yeah, because he, the only person he told was Sansa, and Sansa's not going to send a crow, yeah. a crow or a raven to tell Cersei. So that's happened. The and then the other guy's snakes. dead. The other guy's dead. The, the, 
fool or the court jester that helped him. He oh, yeah, him. they killed him. They and had he, to. And the other person who knows is Marjorie's grandmother, and she's not going to tell because she's part of it. Yeah, and so she, no one knows. And I'm glad you said that because uh, Lady Mar- uh, Tyrell is back in the picture. Mm-hmm. And uh, talk about master chess player. So she's going to be helping Marjorie in this episode, I'm sure. The grandma, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Because, boy, she had a nice zinger. <laughs> then she like she went toe to toe with Taiwan, and they're oh, both not fools, you know. Like that conversation too at the wedding, right? Basically, one saying like, "Well, I heard basically saying your son's abnormal sex being gay or whatever." You know, all this kind of in her own way. Then she started implying about something about brother sister fucking narrative, you know. So mm-hmm. um, interesting. She's very sassy. I like her. She's a good character. I like her a lot. And I couldn't understand why she wanted to kill um, King Joffrey because, boy, imagine marrying to that guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, before we finish, uh, Andrew, did you, did you, is there anything more you'd like to say about the episode? Did you like? <laughs> Never mind. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> Peter likes ice cream. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Thank you for having me on the show, Yoshi. <laughs> Rosie? Follow me on Twitter at FunnyRosie and check out Out of the Box Podcast. <laughs> All right, thanks for uh, listening to the show. I will be in Phoenix Comic Con at the end of the May. I think May 28th, 29th, 30th. And I'm doing three shows in two different venues and I'll be at the Phoenix Comic Con from Thursday through Sunday with Chris Gore um, other than that I don't think I have any major shows I have a bunch of little shows in between but anyway if you have a question or complain uh, email me at dumbyoshi at gmail.com and Andrew go ahead Sanza alright guys thanks for listening and uh, we miss you Sansa. alright guys thanks